hope we look like cops and not like dorks. <laughs> I think I am afraid to know that. I think it was worse when I was going out with like the silver lunchbox and the big oh, headphones. Right. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we look like cops. They watch us, we watch them, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what's new? Or what's the old? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been. I worked the Eskimos game last night. Oh, nice. Which was, like you were saying, feels like in some ways work's getting back to normal right were there lots of people Thirty thousand people they said nice. yeah not a single fucking mask in the stands oh okay. i couldn't believe it like, <laughs> that's very funny. i don't care but i was just surprised right <sighs> that's great yeah it was nice to be back in that environment i haven't been to an eskimos game probably in like 10 years I always liked the atmosphere. Yeah, the open air. Stadium's awesome. Right. It's one of the few places, both the, all the stadiums and the arenas, are a few places where you can be kind of rangy. Totally. Like, they're super big, the corridors are giant. Absolutely that, you can range around, and, like, you always look up to the very top, and there's people, like, in the very top seat, like, looking over the edge. Yeah. Kids running around. Like, it's round, so it, you can just, like, experience it continuously. Before you get bored. Right. Yeah, it was great being a kid there. Absolutely. I do remember going there once for, I think it was women's soccer, like maybe oh, 2002 okay. or three. Yeah. And just for some reason, like we had to sit at the very top and just like tripped up the stairs with my fucking pop and just <laughs> doused the, just the classic, the Trevor Willens, if you will. <laughs> Or did he, did he trip up or trip down? Down. Oh, that's far worse. <laughs> oh, very funny. But yeah, I trip up the stairs all the time. I don't know what that is. It happens once a week at least. Interesting. It's like you just catch on the on a lip of the step. Yeah. And go. Yeah. I never fall though. It's almost like I'm I'm so used to it now. Just lightly kick the step and then and then stumble. Yeah, you play it off like I'm doing a dance move or something. <laughs> the girl who was pulling cable last night, she the cable got tripped in her feet, but she did this fucking river dance move. Oh yeah. But just in the center of the field, right at kickoff, it's kind of like yeah, thirty thousand people saw that. Yeah. And then she <laughs> later at, after we were walking out, she said, "Do you actually have a podcast?" <laughs> like, no, I've been. I'm lying. I made it all up. <laughs> it was ghoulish, though, going back and seeing some of those people after a year and a half. Right. It's always very surreal. One guy had like a major health crisis, so he looked like a totally different person. Oh. One guy was divorced. Damn. <laughs> it's like holy oh, shit. It is very hot. Yeah, it's hotter than I thought. Where the hell we are? Oh, <laughs> we <laughs> missed the path. Keep going that way. 
mean? I know there's people around. <laughs> I don't just want to jump into a bush. <laughs> I don't cause like, look bad. We look pervish enough as it is. Yeah, like if I was 16 <laughs> with the boys, no problem. Sure. We're going in a straight line, fuck you. That's, <laughs> that's what we wear on our t-shirts. <laughs> straight lines only, fuck you. It's the name of our cigarette smoking gang. <laughs> I've been thinking about how the gang and like the group as you get older becomes so so much less of a thing. You know, well at least for me it did. Yeah, as soon as I, I had a car, I realized that like I didn't have to be people in my neighborhood all the time. <laughs> right. You have to you def- could like go to stores that have stuff. Right. And go make money. Right. Was it the ghetto boys that said, be my own self person? <laughs> I always wanted to be 30. That was like my only goal in life. You made it. I just wanted to turn 30. How's it feel? <laughs> well, 32, I still haven't quite figured out how it feels. Yeah. No idea. Just more living. I know, that's the thing. All those milestones are just complete fabrications. Yeah. I guess maybe I could have come up with like a bucket list of things to do when I was 30, but just wanted to live. That's all it is. It's all one. How'd you discover this Sam Vaknin guy? Uh, it was just the YouTube algorithm. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm super skeptical of it, of course. Why was that sent my way? Sorry? He's a bit grifty. Like, he has grifter vibes. For sure. I don't, like, like, being a psychologist for one thing. (laughs) But, like, talking in such hard binaries all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he's, like, a real-life version of the way I act jokingly. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) <laughs> just like, just declarative statements, right? Like no respect for <laughs> for where the conversation's going or anything. <laughs> and just like raging against narcissists, but then being like, "Hello, it's me, your favorite professor." It's like, wait a minute. Oh, well, he's a diagnosed narcissist. I oh, think. he is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> the guy just baked down the tree or what? <laughs> is your guy in the tree? <laughs> That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. That limb just... Oh. Okay, whatever. I can't compute that right now. <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. That makes way more sense than if he's an, if he himself is a narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence why he knows the ins and outs of it. Yeah. I now no longer care what that guy has to say. Yeah, exactly. I was finding it interesting, but... It's especially interesting having worked alongside a few of them. Right. And, and it's... Uh, same old shit. And then once See, they get fed up with you, they just they move on. Yeah, it seems like... I don't know, I feel like growing up I encountered people like that. Right. Like through my parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like their friends or like distant relatives, like people you're kind of forced 
Because I think narcissistic people generally, they like force themselves into people's lives. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> force their way in and... <laughs> Basically just wreak havoc for as long as possible. Yeah. Thankfully, didn't have to deal with them for too long. <laughs> uh -oh. It's hot still, but there's that that autumn vibe suddenly now. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange summer. Everything got ripe really early. Yeah, did it? Lots of heat and not a lot of rain, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it really gives me California vibes. Mm. Greener, but... <laughs> Greener for sure. Just as hot. <laughs> I was uh, donating stuff at the Hope Mission. Okay. Uh, for work. And... Uh, the guy, uh, my coworker, was with me. Had a shirt with Venice Beach on it. Okay. One of the workers at the Hope Mission there, he was taking our donations. Was like, oh, Venice Beach, it's a great place. <laughs> and I looked around and like homeless people on the ground, piss on the ground. Right. Hot as hell. And the cloud in the sky. I was like, this looks just like Venice Beach right here. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. Just need more outdoor weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah, man, we we went out because we're working on, I don't know if I told you, we got, Faisal got like a little bit of funding to do this documentary. Oh, okay. We're talking to people that work like odd jobs. Okay, it started out being people that work the graveyard shift. Okay. But now it's just people that work kind of non-traditional time schedules. Right. And so we went out with the these volunteers that give stuff to the homeless people, the bear oh, okay. clan patrol. Right. And so that was like a real, like I'm slowly getting more open to it, like eye open, just working the news and the podcast, but <laughs> just some fucking dark, dark moments. <laughs> like just some person fully in the throes of some addiction just like scuttles up and, can I have a water? <laughs> Yeah, man. We'll get worse. to you. That jump scare in uh, Mulholland Drive, that homeless lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what it is. He captured it. If you're yeah. like your first encounter with that, if you're not prepared for it, right? For the possibility, right? There's also a scene like that. You remember that movie Moonlight? Oh uh, yeah. Where the guy's mom is like an addict, and he's walking on outside, and she just. They shot it perfectly because suddenly she's just in the frame. Hey! Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back to David Lynch because I, I was too young and dumb the first time. It's really great. Didn't understand really any of it. Neither did I for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody? There's lots of it like took like two or three times, enjoyable times to right. like understand or at least, or let's say to get something out of it right 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 i don't know that you can really understand it
exactly. Yeah. Have you seen Twin Peaks? Just bits and pieces of it. Oh, okay. No, Jerry was a fan of it. Oh, okay. Well, it's worth watching because it's kind of like a serialized Lynchian thing. Okay. They remade it too, right? Didn't he reboot it later? Uh, he basically finished it. Oh, he finished it? Yeah. I see. You can look. You can look through his stuff through a lot of uh, a lot of different lenses. I think. Mm -hmm. Take something interesting out of it. Were you there? Because did we see Mulholland Drive at the Garno that time in the winter? Was that Mulholland Drive? I feel like it was. And we just sat in the car after. I feel like it was me and maybe Fian was there. Somebody was there. <laughs> I think I remember that. So much of it is a blur. <laughs> was that the one? Was that when they uh, they had that girl dressed up as the girl in the radiator? Oh man! No. Sing that song. What movie was that? I think that was a Racerhead. Oh okay. <laughs> we also saw a Racerhead there. God. The amount of time I've been in the, like, spent in the seats at Garneau watching versus how much I remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ratio is just... I remember not being able to hear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I remember knowing I was in a room because I couldn't quite hear what I was supposed to be immersed in. <laughs> what are they saying? Just <laughs> listening to somebody breathing in row 15. <laughs> Asthmatic as fuck. It's missing whole chunks of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, the other night, me, I was over at my, seeing my parents, and we started reminiscing about the driftwood screen. But oh, yeah. none of the reminiscence is like how good it looked or how it sounded. It's just like, right. oh yeah, we watched the movie, but remember, remember your cousin was there. Yeah. <laughs> It was an occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still blown away by how much of that movie was in focus. Oh, yeah? Like the eyepiece on that camera now, I would not tolerate it. <laughs> it's just fucking luck. I was watching a video about airy cameras yesterday. Okay. Well, about lenses. Nice. It's very interesting. So... For your camera, did you have to, like, ma did you manually focus all the shots? Yeah. Were you using a zoom or a prime mostly? It had a big zoom lens on it. Okay. Which was crucial to some of the look of that movie because, like, cops and right. trailer park boys were influences. Yeah. Yeah, but I think typically you should, well, not even, but most cinema that you see is shot on primes. Right. I would think. Yeah, we're actually shooting a music video this week in Drumheller. Oh, yeah. On an RE. It's a 
an Ari Alexa Mini. I don't know what lenses, but anamorphic lenses, so you get those long, stretched out lens flares. Right. Yeah, perfect for a music video. Perfect for a music video. Cool. Just need someone waving a gun around. And... <laughs> let's, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I've been shopping for cameras again. Oh. I mean, the phone just doesn't doesn't do it. The phone does a lot, but yeah. And like I learned how to mount things on walls finally. Oh, just never learned. Never bothered. <laughs> and uh, fucking hammer and nails. Yeah, now I want to actually like get stuff framed and take photographs and stuff. Cool. So probably get like an old pro camera mm. just so I can keep for a while, maybe something refurbished. You want to shoot film or shoot digital? Uh, shoot digital. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn a lot quicker shooting digital. Right. I would think, because you can learn immediately rather than develop a whole reel and realize you actually didn't know what you were doing. Right, yeah. Are you looking at anything in particular? Uh, well, I have cannons, so I figured I'll just stick with cannons. I'd like to actually, like, get something good and reliable. Right. Because I had that, I think it's a 20D, which is just like a consumer camera. Mm -hmm. It's a 50 millimeter prime lens. Right. And the, the kit zoom. Right. I never really got inspired by that zoom. Oh, no. Um, but the prime was cool. I, took some pictures that I enjoyed looking at, but it was nothing really <laughs> other people would like to look at. Well, that's what Instagram's for, it'll, it'll tell you if people like looking at it. Right. Yeah, the 50 Prime is so great because that's like the, that's like the lens you'd put on to learn how to be a photographer, I feel like. like right. It's like if the frame's too wide, then walk closer. Yeah. You know? You get to see the separation of focus and stuff. Yeah, when I was doing lots of photography, I was shooting raw. I was shooting nice. like with no presets or whatever, and I was manually focusing all the time. And I felt like like it was such a struggle to like get eyes in in um, right. in focus. So I was doing mostly portraiture. Um, I feel like I, I kind of started to get there, mm -hmm. but then I realized like. The eyes are like a tiny portion of what you're actually composing. Right. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. You, because you want to shoot a little bit wide aperture to get that nice fall off of focus, but then like you're, you really have about this much that's in focus. Yeah. And then yeah, your eyes are in focus, but the tip of the nose won't be. Yeah. The ears won't be. I've shot interviews with two people where one person's in focus and one isn't. <laughs> right. So then you you actually have the rule is like stop down to where like if you're shooting two people you should be at like f4. Right. Or or more. Four people f8. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. The kind of the dynamic range of focus mm. and like light exposure is very similar to the sound stage and audio editing. Interesting. I mean, it's essentially, this, in some ways, the same 
digitizing of a physical phenomena, right? Yeah. Yeah, someone, I forget who it was, was talking about the podcast and he said, he asked what kind of audio, like, post-processing I do. Right. I said, well, I don't really do anything. I just, like, I don't touch it. He's like, well, you know, the mic is, think of the mic like a lens, right? Right. Like, you can choose in post what what to pull out and what to push up. It's like, yeah. I don't care enough to do it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they have plugins now where uh, they have, like, an AI assistant who sets oh, basic really? parameters for you, hmm. clarifies things. Um, yeah, and, and like gets rid of noise and stuff like that. But yeah, that all depends. If you're gonna do, if you're doing Radio Lab, then you'll definitely need that. But right. Otherwise, there's no point. There's also the point that like the average listener, if, if they can hear, that's really all they care about. Yeah. As long as they can't hear chewing. Hear chewing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That seems to be the rule. Mm. Very tempted to buy cherries. Cherries? Yeah. Oh, from here? I just, then I'd eat all of them. Probably crap my pants on Groat Road Bridge. <laughs> the podcast took a dark, dark red turn. <laughs> Might happen anyways. I ate a donair before I did this. Dude, I got a donair the other night and it was pitiful. What was it? Because I asked for extra meat, so I didn't even attempt to wrap it. Uh. <laughs> um, you know, there's a place called Aladdin Donair in St. Albert. Okay. And they sell packaged frozen uh, sliced donair meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have it at the Italian market. Oh, that's uh, Close to West Ed there in the freezer section. So that's what I had. So I got two donairs. No, three. Yeah. Two of them were kind of the equivalent to, I guess, the regular that you get at a shop. Okay. And then the last one is probably like a super. <laughs> and then I also got two donair pizzas out of it. Out of the one bag, and then the bag was like $18. Oh, yeah. And would you pay how much for that much meat? About 18. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than the time commitment to actually making it. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't taste as good as making it yourself, but mm -hmm. I think it's a good second option. Okay. Check it out. Yeah, no, I would for sure, because it's always a shame what you what you end up paying yeah. to have it made for you. I got a recipe for uh, for the sauce if you need. Oh. Some sure. Harvard like graduate made a website. Really? Yeah. Damn. The Ivy League approach to don't air sauce. Yeah. Very easy. I got a gift card for Skip the Dishes for my yeah. birthday. Oh yeah. So I just ordered a 30-piece platter of sushi. <laughs> nice. Like sitting outside on the deck eating sushi. Nice. Green tea, preparing for a podcast. I'm like, this is life. Like, <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. That's so awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite sushi? I don't know. I guess I'm pretty pretty willy white. Like I just like the rolls, like the like the rice rolls. Right. You know. And you 
much of a sushi guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I like sashimi mostly, okay. but I wouldn't turn away like the the fish roe one. Right. The uni one's great. Yeah. Eel is awesome. Oh. Uh, the barbecue eel. Nice. I, that. I know a restaurant. It's on the south side, uh, okay. like three doors down from Sun Terra there. Right. It's called Sushi Wasabi. Okay. Great podcast noises, this yeah, one. We're in the city, baby. Uh, yeah, I just found it from like Yelp reviews and stuff. Okay. Bad good reviews? Yeah, and it's the best sushi I've ever had. Oh, wow. By far. Really? Yeah. Sushi wasabi. Yeah, and I, I, I did the same thing. I got like a 30 piece. This was <laughs> almost a year ago. Okay. No, it was before the pandemic. It's been a while. Um, I should actually be supporting it because <laughs> I really like it. Keep it going, yeah. Um, yeah, I got like a 30 piece and just tried everything. Liked absolutely everything. Yeah. I only do it in the winter though. Oh. Just because I like to eat at home. Right, right. It's it's one of those meals where because I think it's like pieced out, you could just go forever. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I feel the same way. That's the type of thing I could spend like a hundred dollars just on myself at a dinner. Hundred percent. And just not even notice. <laughs> Probably still leave like I could have more. <laughs> Especially now that I'm not drinking. Oh yeah. The volume sake. <laughs> yeah. When we when we went to Mexico for Brandon's birthday it was like the la one of the last days and we're just so burned out from everything. Yeah. Go to the sushi restaurant, it's just all you can eat sushi. Oh yeah. Buddy just hand rolling it all night. Awesome. <laughs> but same thing, it was like we were leaving, it's like why are we leaving? Yeah. Oh yeah. That rice is magic too. Oh. If I can ever make that at home, it'll, it'll be over. It would. Like the sticky rice, kind of? Yeah. yeah. Kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. right. Somehow refreshing, even though it's rice. <laughs> Where are we up close to Revolution Cycle there? I wonder if Dennis still owns Revolution Cycle. Yeah, I don't know. I'd assume so. Last I heard was a couple years ago, Ian said they were doing well. Nice. If that's the case and they and they keep it, then they're in they're right. in great shape because they're revitalizing that whole strip there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a prime position. Still haven't ridden my bike. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Not once. Do you have no desire to do it? Yeah, I just don't. Driving is so fun. Yeah. And it's not a task for me. I could drive all day, no problem. Hmm. I also was thinking too, like you drive stick shift. Yeah. So you're really driving the car. Like you, it's like shooting manual photography. Yeah, it feels like I have control. Right. Most of the time. Is that his hill again? <laughs> well, I don't know. You could, so. you could keep going to the Walter to go that way. Sure. 
It doesn't matter to me. No, I don't care. We'll see. Guess we'll see how we feel. We could go to the Walter Dale and then cross, and then it'd just be a longer walk back. But yeah, it's not like there's anything else for me to do. I don't care. No, it doesn't matter to me. We can go here. We have to dig into I was, your... I wasn't saying anything about that hill. I was saying something else. Oh, really? That's <laughs> hilarious. I just heard something hill, and I was like, oh. It doesn't feel like going up the hill. No, it's no problem. I'm committed to sweating this one out. I've been a fat little piggy. <laughs> for too long. Well, we haven't seen, haven't seen clouds like this. All summer, I feel like it's we're on the way out. Yeah. Did you listen to that episode of Come Town last Sunday where they started just making like noise music? <laughs> just like looping their own voices? No, I missed Oh my god. Yeah, I listen to that. It was like <laughs> they, they opened with like a sound bite from a Trump rally and then yeah. just got into noise. It was. Pretty much peak, peak come down. That's great. I can't wait. That show is so funny. Oh. I, I'm glad you finally convinced me to start listening to it. <laughs> you just kept pushing it. Like, all right, fine. And the, I think the first one I listened to was like the Eric Clapton. Right. <laughs> what song is it that they do? If I could change the world. Oh, right. Yeah, it was that one. <laughs> but they also had that recurring joke of, like, someone living inside Eric Clapton and working him like a robot or something. Yeah, yeah it, it got weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys are so fucking weird. I'm starting to sense that peak podcast may have may have passed, like in the culture. Oh yeah, that was like three years ago. You think that yeah. long ago? Yeah, thought, for sure. I thought the pandemic kind of pushed it once more, just because. No, no, like peak was when like Nerdist was a thing. Oh okay. Before all the Me Too stuff and all that. Oh really? Yeah. Kind of in the middle of the Marvel craze. Okay. When uh. Yeah, like podcasting was a nerd thing. Mm. There's like a million individual podcasts now, apparently. Yeah. Of yeah. which we each, I guess, are one. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of wild. I don't know if I've been picked up by Adam Curry's archive yet. Mm. What's that called again? I always forget. Is it Web 3.0 or something? Yeah, something like that. That guy's pretty wild. He was on Rogan not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. They talked a lot about his setup. How he uses Bitcoin, like, directly on his site. Oh, right. To get paid. Like, there's no, no Patreon, no PayPal, none of that. Right. Does it work with other coins? Not sure. Dogecoin, Cumcoin, <laughs> Cum Rocket, or whatever that one was. <laughs> I'm thinking of starting a coin. You should. Crown coin. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> just looking up how to how to make an API. Okay. The other week, I figured that out. I don't know if I have to hire it out or join a group. Read some white papers. I have no idea what they meant. No, I know. That's where my. That's where I just know. Like that's how I discovered my IQ has a hard stop. Right. I get that there's a logical structure, but I just don't. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the components and the formulas. Right. It's all Greek. Then you wonder if, because something is that complicated, if it's really just a grift. I know, because it, it seems like you could just write that in English. <laughs> right. Run that stuff. Right. Because currency, as we understand it, has a, like, it's fairly simple. Yeah. It started as being, like, a replacement for gold. Right. And they just got out of control because they could print more of it. Like, if you could take a programming language and just make all the little components shortcuts to English words and make a logic out of it. Absolutely. And you realize there was no logic. Right. <laughs> and you realize it was all just slave labor and people were actually operating all the things. Nothing was up. Nothing was automated. Right. Nothing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Every other word was blood. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> These stairs are going to absolutely kill me. <laughs> yes, sir.
I try and find a day to get out on the boat too. Oh yeah. Jerry just keeps saying to sell it. Oh yeah. If you and your friends don't come, I'm selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty then. Could the drone keep up with the boat? Yeah, I think it could. Well, to a point, for sure. Right. <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. Actually, that is what we should do. There was one time where... Fuck, I forget what happened, but... Uh, I can't remember what happened, but the drone wouldn't land, and so it was just hovering above the river. Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't land. Why, why wouldn't it land? I think because we'd set the home point, like you can tell it this is home and then it'll, it can come back there on its own. Right. But we set that while on the boat and then we drifted. So oh, okay. And then it won't, there's a point where it's like it won't come, it won't go f too far from that home. Yeah. <laughs> so literally had to reach up and just pick it out of the sky and just bring it down. Yeah. had that Korean woman on Yeonmi Park oh yeah so I never did listen to the uh, the Jordan Peterson one. Oh, okay but this, so this is my first time hearing that story yeah it's hilarious that she went through all that and then went to Colombia yeah <laughs> and there's like one of these socialists there yeah basically <laughs> very funny like that's really really darkly funny isn't it yeah it's like <laughs> you escape true dictatorship True authoritarianism. It's a real hilarious story. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. Like people who came from Africa or Latin America or South America. Right. I'm sure they're, or even the people that came from like Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're all uh, experiencing a similar thing. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. It's like, they don't play that. Yeah, it's funny because, like, the diversity hiring is largely just making up numbers, so. Right. It's an artificial quota that they have. Yep. It's not like a, a real representation of who's out there, and then they also boost it, so you have no idea what the, what the real heart of the, the country is. Right. If you're only watching the media. 
None of them are voted for. They don't campaign. Mm -hmm. They're just picked. And a fair portion of them pick themselves. <laughs> Self-appointed. That's why that thing you sent me yesterday, was it yesterday, that was so great about they actually asked people who were of Latin, you know, Latin American descent. <laughs> Do you like the Latinx term? It's like, no. Yeah. 5% of them said yes. <laughs> At times it feels like trolling. I think it is in some ways. Like, you're just forcing people to accept more and more illogical shit. Yeah. Like, if they said psych now, <laughs> it would be pretty funny. I'd be all right with it. Fuck your mindset right there. <laughs> totally. Fuck it. Hands behind the back would have completed it. Yeah. That's what kind of boy summer I'm living. <laughs> Straight line, fuck you, boy. Straight line, fuck you, boy summer. That's going on a shirt. <laughs> I actually think I need that bell curve meme on a shirt. <laughs> you may as well. I don't see any other way. If even just for yourself. Yeah, just a shirt to sleep in, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just write, I'm the Chad on the back. <laughs> I'm the Chad. Yes. I actually made this shirt because I'm Sigma Grindset. <laughs> Sigma Grindset. That was so funny. What the fuck? I'm Sigma now? <laughs> I had no idea what that was. I had no exposure to it. I don't even know if that's it. I actually have no idea. I have no clue. Is it, it just like... like the, uh, do you remember when, uh, when 4chan was like tricking women on um, on other social media channels to like pee themselves for Hillary and stuff like that. <laughs> Remember that? I didn't know about that, I don't think. It's very funny. They only got a few, but it was worth it. So it's like... Is it kind of like black pill or where you just like... You reject the whole structure? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no clue, but it feels like that prank is just being run on us over and over again. Right. That was why when I took a long extended break from Twitter, but then when I had, I usually get it just if I'm working a news shift. So then I, I'm sitting in the control room scrolling Twitter. I'm like, there's these people writing like 40 tweet threads about what it is to be Sigma. 
<laughs> and then it always ends with like sign up to my email. Yeah. It's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the new economies. Right. The horse shit economy. <laughs> We're all trying to get NFTs. Right, right, right. harvest a bunch of those big long threads and uh right just put it into like what like into watson or something okay just to like summarize it see what comes out yeah and then turn it into a white paper <laughs> there you make, go make a cryptocurrency out of it dollar sign sig dude you maybe could be onto something there with the sigma coin Maybe we'll have to save that. I wonder if Twitter would own that. <laughs> they could like claim that data. Right, right, that's interesting. <laughs> Either way, I'll take the ideas. Sure. Transmute them. Make a white paper. That's wild. <laughs> I've been using Evernote, Evernote like oh, yeah. for those purposes for a while now. To save tweet threads? Yeah. Yeah. I got like six years of it. <laughs> Interesting things that I've read. Like saved up. Most of the formatting is completely messed up. Right. I'd have to like break it up and get all the words out of it basically. But yeah, there might be something there if I can export. Yeah. Is that is that part of your... <laughs> I'm just curious about the process of how you're able to send all those ideas to me in text form. Like, does, does that just come out? Yeah. <laughs> that's, most of it's off top and I edit it so it's, like, intelligible. So okay. I'll give it a once over. Okay. Just to make sure that, like, I didn't put, <laughs> uh, like, a stochastic idea in the middle of a paragraph or whatever. Right, right, right. But otherwise, I, I maybe spend... Like per paragraph, maybe an extra like five seconds looking at each one. Okay. <laughs> it's just it, then I was I don't know like the, so the distilling process is all in the head. Like you don't you're not like reading back through shit that you've saved up. No, it's almost like no, I'm definitely not reading back. Okay. <laughs> Every everything has just been like novel. Okay. Well, the fucked up thing is like. I feel like, like a good 80%, if not more, I can, I can understand and agree with. Yeah. So it's just wild that you're able to generate that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've always been like that. Hmm. <laughs> and it's also really weird about where I'm at when I receive them, like... Today I took the time to sit down and read some, and it was all it made sense. Yeah. A lot sometimes it just makes me mad because I know there's so much to parse that I don't have time at the moment. Right, that's how I feel when I'm writing it. Huh? That's why I prefer songwriting. 
mm. you, like stack it on top of it. You don't have to worry about like contacts being like because as I'm writing it, I'm thinking of different ways that it can be taken wrong. Right. And like composing it so it at least like the strongest message is what I'm trying to mm. get through, and it's not anything else. So I apologize if I like no no pricked any like nerves or whatever. I'm just trying to be as mm -hmm. respectful of your time as possible. <laughs> no, I I've never really felt annoyed by any of the subject matter. It's usually that I don't have the time to appreciate it fully. Because right. I'll be like, <laughs> just driving down the white mud trying to read and like, no, I gotta stop this. <laughs> I think there's something in it. 100% there is. You're mining some vein of, of something that I fully am on board with. Like the only thing I thought about is that I'd eventually turn like my correspondences with you into some sort of like punk format album. <laughs> Just like rants. Right. That'd be pretty epic. Not edited enough. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. You see that a lot, like famous authors publish correspondences. Right. Be something there. Yeah, because it's a part of my writing process. It's all hmm. like it's kind of like the referential portion of it. Okay. Yeah, definitely that. You're kind of distilling a lot of what you're forced to take in. Yeah. And when and I do things for music, I'll, re I'll relegate that to maybe 10% at most of the... Okay. ...of the influence on the project. It's interesting, because a lot of the times if I... When I'm talking to Doug about things, and I'll have some idea, yeah. but it's like, well, you have to put it into a story to, to make people really receive it. Right. And we even use that in, in Give and Take, where Faisal's character is like at the very beginning at the bar when he's like, he's got all these big ideas, f philosophical ideas, and the friend tells him, well, you have to distill it into a character. Yeah. And then that's what the film does, man. You gotta put it onto an avatar. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's almost the, I, I like the film because it's almost, it's about writing. Right. But it's also about like writing characters. So like, right. <laughs> writing people like they as they like appear in the story they kind of build themselves up instead of it being a template right right an archetype that you can already like assume everything about except for maybe the secretary yeah she's <laughs> pretty pretty on the nose but you need those things so you do gotta have some you, totally you gotta have some flat ones well now we've we're adding another dimension where the, along with the noise and the disruption of the actual medium of the film, now we're gonna have a visual disruption of the character when like cool. the, the actual picture will start to degrade. Yeah. Yeah, that film's, <laughs> I'm cautious of being as proud of it as I am, but I think we really pulled something off with it. Yeah, I was telling my dad, it's the type of thing that feel like I could have happened across on like showcase mm. just like a Canadian movie that right. I didn't recognize <laughs> yeah I enjoyed it I'm glad and I do appreciate you watching it and your feedback was a lot of it was well taken especially now that I'm color grading it right I'm making sure that that big fucking yellow eyeball is just yeah push the yellows push the reds Yeah, all that like extra stuff that I'd reference in that text to you, that stuff just kind of 
it it gets it gets everything out of the way. Mm. So like all the supporting elements uh, support the the main story basically. Right. And you do that by like rhyming it so it doesn't contrast. Mm. Thematically. Right. Right. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the the Nicholas Taleb text there. Right. It's like um, dialectics and contrasting the, oppos- the opposing opinions. It's almost like you're just creating a mandala mm. within like a framework, which is usually the format, the medium, whatever standard there is. Uh-huh. And then you kind of like create a perimeter like step by step as you reverse position almost. And then everything you're exploring in this inside like populates that. And then in that mess that you make, that like massive noise, because they're all around the central pieces, you can kind of uh, map your way to, to the center of it. Ah. Pick your course. It's almost like shooting at a target and trying to hit a bullseye. If you're right. really, like, really intent on hitting that bullseye right in the middle. Hmm. Circling. Right, you kind of have to establish the perimeters. Yeah. To see what is actually in this. And what you're actually looking at. Right. Every angle. Through reflections as well. Mm-hmm. Different values, and different concert, concentrations and stuff. No, it's... About every day is pretty moony, actually. <laughs> if, you, if you're willing to tap into it, you can moon out. God damn it. Oh, well. That's all right. If I had a chest pocket, I'd put my phone in it, but I don't. I think it would be weird coming from our crotches. Just <laughs> 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 <This> podcast. <laughs> Podcasting as if we're trying to self-suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no. That, <laughs> I think you'd get arrested for that. Fuck, probably. <laughs> Would people figure it out? <laughs> Is that your phone in your pocket, or are you just happy to podcast? <laughs> Anyways, I was in the middle of an important point. Which yeah, I know, I can't believe that. Useful if you want to have a, a creative process. Yeah, that's like, it's kind of what I'm demonstrating in the Black Busker podcast there. Okay. Because I eventually intend to have, like, social media assets that mm. stack up, so if you pay attention you can actually figure out how I'm doing certain things okay. not everything but certain things because I think I, I think I cracked one way to um, to avert writer's block right and I think a lot of people have writer's block they don't know it's all in the mind well it's totally self-imposed yeah well you you talked about that a bit in that text about internal objects like externalizing them yeah yeah, and if you do it it's through an wild. instrument or onto a specific medium, right? It, you just got to do that over and over, right? And you have to just believe that that object is in some way fully formed already, and you're just yeah parsing it. You have to learn how to like recognize yourself and the impression you're making on the medium, almost right. like if right. you're painting on a canvas, you're responsible for what's on top of the. Hmm. paper right basically it's just turning the world 3d right so you can assess it and then collapsing that down because we don't have any uh, commercial standards that allow for like a 3d view of things right the way i knew it was That's viable right. was my um like the journal i write every day right i basically have one 
file for every day of the year. Okay. And I just stack up each day on top of each other. Okay. So I'll see like ideas when they were kind of like born. Ah. And then I can like build off of them or I also see like what season they're in and so I'll scroll down each day and see what I was um, but I mean... thinking and writing about the year before. Right. It's not comprehensive. It's not like a, a narrative. It's just... It's just enough. Yeah, it's just a repository. It's a text? Like you you type it? I usually do it in my phone. It's mm. I'll do it like first thing. Write down my dreams. Right. Yeah, man. Journaling is fun. It's so important. Yeah. Like people... <laughs> You really have no sense of who you are, or not who you are, but where you are, without it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine setting my day to, like, a TV or, like, <laughs> a parent right. ever again. As much as that was, like, a comforting thing mm. in the times that maybe life was intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's really a lot more fun to just have agency. <laughs> Absolutely. Even if things go to shit, it's just better. Yeah, at least you... That's totally it. That's what I was think. That's what I got thinking about. <laughs> Staying out of prison is fundamentally... <laughs> well, it's probably pretty high up on the list of things that must be. Like, you, you can't lose your... Yeah. Your freedom. To be arrested from living. Right. Life as you choose. Right. It'd be pretty tragic. Yeah. But then again, like, unless you're like getting killed immediately, then fuck it. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. True enough. I've got enough depth in my mind that I can have a good time wherever. <laughs> That's why I like driving. Right. Feels like flying. Yeah, especially if you're on the highway. Yeah. Just cruising. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have to drive out to Penticton at the end or at the start of September. Oh, nice. Sh yeah, shooting a wedding. Yeah. yeah. I know how it is there. That's one of the places I'd like to visit frequently. Yeah, I've heard great things. I remember going when I was a kid, but I only kind of remember. Yeah. Fred Flintstone Park. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warm weather. Right. Vineyards, peaches. Mosquitoes, mountains, yeah. A lot of smoke there right now, I think, too. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed about that. This thing getting deleted. <laughs> I think maybe the power pulled out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were just getting started. I know, that's... Fuck. Good lesson. Is there any kind of, like, strap you can get for the Zoom? I'm sure I... Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe you could, like, put it on your person. It's a good call. I worked on this short film a couple weeks ago where the sound guy just used this. Oh, and yeah. for a lot of the stuff, he was just booming. So just the one, he just had the Zoom in one hand and the boom in the other. Oh, man. Like, no bag. <laughs> yes. Fuck it. Free balling. Free balling.
lav mics are just such a fucking nightmare most of the time. Because yeah, for sure. Gotta hide them. Right. So I don't know what's gonna happen, like what the solution is for audio. I know, especially, yeah, like, so much pains are taken to get the visuals in the field, like, but then less so for audio on anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really difficult. Because, like, in the studio, you have the equivalent of lenses in the console and all the, like, your whole signal path. Right. But the portability of it is something that's not the same as cameras. No, I know. You almost need... If there was, like, the equivalent for audio of the form factor of a camera, mm. where you could, like, record with a mic that was really good... From a distance? Yeah. And if you could focus the mic as you needed it? Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. they have 3D mics and with signal processing mm. you can figure out what like the spatial like sound stage basically but you can't really record those like a set like you can't put a microphone in the center of people right and then from that mic have the mic pick up right in front of somebody's face right in the same way that you can focus on someone's face with the lens Right. It's annoying that that seems like it would be like a long way away. Well, I would, yeah, I don't even know. It'd be neat to see if you could visually see the way sound waves behave, but I think that would be useful. Yeah. There was that episode of Magic School Bus that did that, but <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how accurate it was. It is, it is very similar to camera lenses because there can be microphones that are too too good basically and they sound shitty because of it they're just very clean right you don't distort things too much kind of in the same way certain lenses are used and you kind of deal with the distortions right i'm thinking about exposure too like if you were to put like you shine a light on someone's face and you use your light meter and it tells you you're at f 2.8 here right even if the camera was now 50 feet down the hall the exposure would still be the same i guess because light is so much faster than, than sound yeah i guess yeah because you're starting to deal with doppler effects as you go further out the friction in the air hmm i'm That's... sure they could measure that with like lasers mm -hmm. and you can get a chip powerful enough to do it in a small enough form factor but it's just a matter of getting the rest of the things all together i think there's something to it Honestly, I'd like to hook it up to a drone instead of like a mic stand so you could do it from above. <laughs> I was just thinking if you could have a flying, like a drone mic. Yeah. Almost like, what was that thing in Halo, Cortana, right. or like floating thing? Right. If that could like pick up stuff instead of, I don't know, having a laser. Right. I think that might be a move. Yeah. I think that would be great if that could happen. I don't know how the flight would work. It would have to be really light. And freaking silent. Yeah. Or at least quiet enough that you can cancel out that audio. Right. If you knew, yeah, if it could stay at a frequency. Yeah, because the audio is on board. You can have a small mic. 
just pick up the uh, mm. speed of the engines. But yeah, I have no idea how that would work. Hopefully they're capturing this audio in the U of A and they can figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully. But now the more I think about it, it's so funny. Like, such great pains are taken for the visuals and then the sound is literally some old guy climbing up a ladder with a mic on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most audio I hear in most things is not great. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I mean like films and stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't sound... Not nearly as dazzling as like the 3D video, for example. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That looks realer than real. But you do that. You do get that audio quality in like mainstream music. Hmm. There's uh, so much, so much control there, like the studio atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, they just haven't made it portable. Right. I'd like to go. Well, I guess Rogers place would be a decent place to just kind of get a good seat at a concert and really like take in what the sound uh, engineer is hearing. Hmm, that would be pretty cool. So I haven't had too many great audio experiences at either the Coliseum or at Rogers Place. No. But uh, like the wind spear is great. Right. Jubilee is great. Yeah, definitely m many, many better audio experiences there. Yeah. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> didn't we see them there? I didn't. Fuck, didn't you? Me, you, and Fian? No, I wasn't there. What? I've never seen Earth, wind, and fire. Oh, I would never go to that of my own accord, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Who was it then, I wonder? It wasn't me. We went to Brewster's first and then... Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think I've ever been to Brewster's. <laughs> I just, yeah, my buddy Devin was there the whole time. <laughs> Maybe fuck? I was texting you and it felt like I was yeah, on probably. you Probably. <laughs> Calling me a narcissist the whole time. <laughs> you are separating from your mother again and again and again. You are a child. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have kids. Oh, That's the only thing I hope. Those kids are in trouble. And there's another one where you'll see he like justifies his cuck lifestyle. I guess his, no. he has like girlfriends and oh. he lets them cheat on him. Oh, and then this guy's like, the betray worst. Him. Make sure he knows. He just like attracts that kind of woman. Oh, which is funny because I can kind of relate to it, but I don't <laughs> like go through it because I I feel like I attract that kind of woman as well. But Interesting. I don't. I'm not attracted to them in any way. <laughs> right. There's, there's a difference there. I actually, I now hate that guy. <laughs> I thought, I had my suspicions. Now I hate him. That's good. <laughs> I just have no more time for these public intellectuals. Like, I'll listen. Oh, man. Yeah. But after the Peterson thing, where I was just such a closet fanboy. Right. And I still appreciate what he said. But you can't... It's what you were saying about these... You can't just idolize these fucking people. Right. It's of no use to you. Yeah, nothing really comes out of it. Then you realize that you were just grifting, trying to get something free out of it. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, you get mad when he charge for shit. Yeah. It's like, well, don't you value it, or are you just, like, making him into something? That's why I'm so glad I have, like, a creative process, because right. if I didn't, and I, like, faced that kind of betrayal, I probably would have <laughs> done something psychopathic. A hundred percent. Yeah, if, if that was your god, you know, instead of yourself. I think so many people are like that, and I think that's what people are fighting against in this, like, pandemic thing. Yes. I see people kind of in their eyes, they've, uh, they've accepted that they've, that a lot of their time has been wasted, basically. Uh. That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> their time has been wasted and their attention a little bit. Because you can only stay panic for so long. Like we only have so many hormones that we can like dump on a daily basis on on fear or right, 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 excitement or whatever. It's just until you burn out. Yeah. So I see a lot of like defeat in people. <laughs> like people just out are out here just looking like bitches. Just <laughs> <laughs> overall, just with such like thin veils. Right. Well, it's whatever. We're all going through it in some degree. Well, that's the other thing is we all are. Like, I could certainly take a month off. That would be very nice for me and for my mental health. I don't think I've taken longer than a week. You didn't really take any time off, eh? Just, yeah, just like the Christmas week. Right. And I think that was only a week or two. But yeah, I haven't had any extended time off. That's wild to me. Well, especially because you just get up and go to work every day. Yeah, and because of that, <laughs> I've just accumulated half of the work at my job. I'm doing so much. The day passes by like it's one minute. That's kind of nice. It's absolutely breathless. Yeah, I like it. It's helping me not be like a fat tub of shit because <laughs> I'm, I'm eating so much. Because, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just running. Running, running. It's fast all day, and as soon as I get home, I just, if I'm not podcasting, I just eat immediately until I have to go to bed. Dude, <laughs> those, those days when you get home and realize that you can just eat until you die. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, and then you just, that first time the stove burner goes on, <laughs> and you click on, I don't know, music or a podcast or something, you're just yeah. like, I'm just fucking over it. Yeah. I'm about to cook 40 eggs. Yeah, you look in the fridge and you realize how, like, the magnitude of your planning overlapping itself. Right, right. You've, you've actually got more than you could ever need. Yeah, you do the math and you realize that you don't have to go shopping. <laughs> and then, yeah, the socks come off, the pants come off, it's just like, <laughs> fuck the world. It's one of those where, like, your wallet's hurting, but you don't know about it yet. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you haven't. Spent so much money on food. <laughs> you haven't reconciled it. Yeah, that's what this, uh, this Donair weekend was for me. Nice. I didn't have to have two Donairs and then pizza afterwards. <laughs> Remember last time we came down here, we fucked up, and did we go down on this side? Yeah, I think we went... Uh, we went across and there's no sidewalk there. Right, so we have to stay on this side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go on the new sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, man, the amount of podcasts I just throw away. Oh, really? I wouldn't worry about this at all. No, I only worry because I'm trying to get to 100 by the end of the year. All right. And I got a plan to get to 60 by the end of this month, and then I have 40 in four months, which is pretty doable. Right. But you're right, it's, it's whatever. I, I've started upping my solo episodes now to like two a month. Okay. Do you have a, like a show note service or anything? Uh, I just use, my hosting is rss.com. Okay. And then you can, they're pretty good on the notes now. They, 
You can plug whatever you want in there. No, I mean like uh, transcription and stuff. Oh, no, I haven't gone into that. I just know there'd be a cost to that that I don't really... Yeah, well, the point is to like steal people's ideas and make money from them. <laughs> yes. The YouTube captions are pretty funny. Do you do any of that shit or not really? Uh, what do you mean? Like transcription of your own show? Uh, yeah. You do, eh? I, it's audio, so... Oh, I see. It's, I can just use metal, Melodyne. Okay. So it detects all the notes and then spit them MIDI if I want it to. And then I can just put it into Guitar Pro and then that saves me like six hours of work. That's, That's dope, right? fucking cool. So it's able to pick out the music from the talking? Yeah. Or you just kind of point it? No, you don't have to do anything. It's just a setting on it. Wow. It just picks up the music. Yeah. That's totally incredible. I, I only did the demo for three months of the full version, which is like a thousand bucks, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, that convinced me. And that'll be the next thing I buy for my setup. Because it also does like auto, like correcting of um, your pitch and everything. And you can edit rhythms and just make it all sound studio quality. What the hell? And that's like, I'm Melodyne, a mic and a computer away from being able to just just churn out all my music. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, the range of cost for that is between like $2,000 and like $40,000. Oh, really? So I don't know how much I should commit for the first step. Well, So I'm just yeah, stacking cash until... Um, it feels untenable and I have too much shit to do and I'm atrophying. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that's like being one step closer to virtual reality in some way. Like there's, mm -hmm. like there's so little barrier between your thoughts and the, and the output. Yeah, like that's my, uh, my goal is to have enough material between like my, just my cell phone recordings and the podcast. Right. To feed it to like a machine learning thing, and just have like a co-writer that's also myself. That's fucked. So I don't have to dig through shit. It's the process of going through like old sketches is so tedious. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what probably stops so much creative output in the world. Yeah. Is people not doing the hard work. Yeah. And you've in some ways automated it. It sounds like. Yeah, I've automated it physically, but I'd like to do it digitally because physically it's very taxing. <laughs> so if I could only focus on performance, then that yeah. would be great. That could like replace basically the the record label. Because that's right. what record labels do. Right. They handle the scheduling and the directing and oh, yeah. editing and all that stuff. And then the performer is responsible to stay fit and to be able to perform. Right. And now the distribution of the material is anybody can do that now. Yeah. Because like learning how to perform... Um, keeps you sharp and it also helps you create but the editing process is almost like completely different muscles yeah 100 percent. yeah so if you can take out like the i guess the conscious part of the performance thing yeah right then you can stay cerebral when you're performing stay free yes man <laughs> You having a co-writer that's also yourself is like that meme of the guy playing chess against his own brain. Yeah. <laughs> that's my goal, man. I want that to be my career. That's 
That's pretty fascinating. Because then I can do whatever else in my life. Right. That's that's really it. It's it's not it's not that it's passive, but it's that it's it's all like your the original source material is captured while you're creating it. So there's like there's no wasted time. Yeah. And even if there is wasted time, it's artistic wasted. Well, time. right. But there's not much rep. There's not much. Yeah. Yeah. That's because ultimately you get like final cuts. You decide what is art and what is not art, basically. Mm-hmm. And depending, I reckon that like out of every two minute, 30 second sketch that like, let's say has all the components you need to have a full song, right? Out of three of those, you can get an actual full song that's worth listening to. Okay. Not necessarily something, not all of those will be like commercial quality or whatever. Right. But they'll be something you can mine for material. Then using the Melodyne, I'd like to have all those, kind of sort them by key. And then just have those be almost references to listen to as I produce more of those, pretty much. <laughs> it's like a jumping off point, and then okay. have a separate process for producing the ones that are compiled and good. Yeah. Which is determined just by whether it sticks with me or not. Right. Well, yeah, and you're the arbiter in the end. Yeah. So I've got... 50 hours of stuff from the podcast so far. Okay. 55 or whatever. Whatever episode I'm on. And then I've got like 10 years worth of stuff from just recording for... Right. Since I got my first iPhone, basically. And that's the... That's got to be the recommendation for anybody who wants to do it in any medium is just to, to record everything. Yeah. Just do it. Right. Similar to similar to journaling because then if you journal and then you can read your life like a story in the present tense, it's fucking wild. Yeah, I found. That'd be crazy. <laughs> do you do it like a narrative? Uh, I guess. It probably is someone. It is narrational for sure. Like, do you write what you did and like what you were thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I am also kind of uh, use metrics for like sleep, like just hard. Like, when did you? How many hours did you sleep? Oh right. How many hours did you? Were you eating? You. <laughs> In your, in your drinking travels, did you ever come across peanut butter flavored whiskey? No. <laughs> You're probably better off because I discovered it. Good. And I, I have like a, mo- oh, it's great. I think I told you about it already. Yeah. That's, that's the whiskey. I'm talking about it again. Fuck. Because <laughs> I have like a moral aversion to whiskey. Oh, but dear. now, well, yeah, it's, it's the devil. <laughs> it is. But now I've found a one that is like a peanut butter flavored devil. It's like, ooh. Right. I kind of. Well, is the whiskey the devil or is the peanut butter? That's a great question. Or is the devil my objectification of the whiskey? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I only just um, clicked a few days ago that objectivism is like the whole Ayn Rand thing. Oh, like archetyping people. Right. Well, 
But that click must have felt pretty like loud and long because now that I'm thinking about things that way, I am churning again. Yeah. It's like, it makes too much sense. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I always find my way back to myself and I realize that that's a way of framing the thing I've been trying to avoid in other people. Interesting. Because it's not conducive to creating things. No. It's almost like the attempt to make everything good and acceptable and fit (laughs) somewhere. Right. But you can't churn out 50 podcasts if you're thinking about how good something is that you're producing. (laughs) It's like, it's almost the opposite of what you need to do to be a good performer and a good writer Mm. all in one. That's part of the reason why art sucks. Right. Right. That's exactly right. You said that in a text a while ago where it's like, that's why art sucks now because everything is... The performers or the creators are forced to see everything. Like they they take all feedback internally. Yeah. That's kind of a neat divide though, because you you can't be worried about the quality, the perceived quality, but you have to be, I guess, concerned with how much, how how much is the art representative of what you're trying to say? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. How well, accurate you, is the? You really have to have a. A solid ego right the negative connotation of ego I think is a meme I think so too like a lot of uh, reborn Christians or lapsed Christians who are now like gurus and shit like that always talk about killing the ego right. it's almost like a retelling of their like interpretation of the Christ story right yeah. Yeah. yeah and oddly enough their hair is long and blonde <laughs> They're unkempt. Uh, but really, like, Christ is a very egoic character. He's the ego of God, basically. Yeah. What do you do with that ego? You be like Christ. You humiliate it, and then you kill it? Even if you know you're going to be sacrificed, you be like Christ. Mm-hmm. Which is also what the Buddha was doing. And all those same characters. Right. But yeah, like if you don't have an ego, you're not doing shit in life. No, I... And nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> well, if you're not doing shit. Either way, nobody cares. So you're actually doing unconscious ego. evil if you're attempting to kill your ego. Right, because that's the creative force. Yeah. But you're, yeah, I was saying for the longest time with the podcast, it's like take the ego out of it, but it's more like just put direct the ego to where it's more useful. Yeah. It's like I really don't need to objectify your ideas and then make them whatever I think they are. Yeah, but you can make them into products. For sure. For sure that. And that's what they are. I mean, if the government can make us into products, right, the banks can. Why can't I? Why can't you? (laughs) I asked Jerry the other day if he thought that Chinese, the Chinese taking on uh, all the manufacturing over the last 30, 40 years was part of a long play into the control that they now have in the world. Yeah. And he said, maybe. He said there could be something to that. All right. And then, and then literally the next day, some leftist on my Facebook posted a meme that said the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The truth is out there.
like how the leftist memes are always just explanations. They're literally <laughs> the midwit part of the meme. <laughs> that one meme. I know, it's like, I'm going to take a little bit of time out of my busy day to explain to you <laughs> yeah. how this... <laughs> How this pathology that I've made into an idea works. <laughs> that isn't even mine. Right, right. That, that I won't tell you where I got the recipe from. It's that energy. 100%. Stolen recipe energy. And now with people posting screenshots of tweets or memes in their Instagram story, it is that energy, fully realized. It's funny, I understand that energy. It's very, like, addictive and it's funny. Yeah, it, it can be useful in some ways, like... Yeah, certainly if you're going to, like, it's a great tool to climb social hierarchies, I think. Mm-hmm. You can look like you're belonging, but you're also better than everybody in a very specific way. Yeah. And when you apply that stuff that you've been showing me lately about the narcissistic objectification, it makes even more sense somehow. Yeah, it makes you realize kind of where people are coming from. Not, like, prescriptively, but just in mm. a general direction. Right. And then because they watch TV, you can kind of do the, <laughs> the math and just make assumptions and get very close to what their actions are or what thought is behind their actions, which is usually next to nothing. And yeah. you remove them from your life, basically. Well, that's the... <laughs> There's no other way. Once you see that stuff, you can't, like... You can't. You can't recon reconcile it. No, and yeah, because you definitely can't. It's like you you said to me on a mooncast back in the winter, what are you going to do, reason with it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that. Then you end up just forking yourself, basically. Forking yourself, yeah. Kind of intended. Just like turning into different characters for each person just to avoid. Right. And that's... The conversation that you feel like they don't want to have you desperately want to have damn to move things forward and you wouldn't have to repeat things god i hate repeating so much i think that's <laughs> how my extroversion comes out because i'm 80 i'm in the 88th percentile according to my personality test for extroversion really yeah but you just have no patience for i think that's what it is that's fast because i never want to feel <laughs> locked in to like right a shitty conversation or like small talk i just don't do it that's why that lady said she can't read me, because that's how lots of, like, that kind of objective-focused woman right. manipulates people. Through, like, I, likes and dislikes. It's their own dialectic process. Right. I can't read you, meaning I can't put you into a box. Yeah. And get my, and, uh, get my way. Right. You. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. And as, like, a guy in my work, because there's so few guys, that's what right. they they do that's, that's how they operate instead of trying to cooperate right it's all manipulations to get you out of the way so they can do their version of love and hip-hop basically <laughs> Fuck. better to understand it though than be sitting there wondering what the hell is going on oh yeah you never get tripped up no surprises you don't want surprises with money <laughs> that's the only thing that like puts me in kind of a, that kind of brings the animal out of me is the idea that they're like playing around with people's livelihoods mm. and there are actual <laughs> consequences and 
if they go for broke and things go shitty, they have like no recourse but to basically give themselves away to a man. Hmm. And they just do it over and over. Just quit that risk. Maybe it, well, maybe it works out for them, but really for the for the ones that I've seen and kind of paid attention to, it seems to be a very bad gambling strategy. <laughs> All you get out of it is emotions. Right. Maybe if I meet one that's like a an artist, I'll understand the purpose of that. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's none, a, none of them dream. They don't create things. They just create more drama. Right. They just consume. Yeah. And then the drama that's learned through the consumption, because that's all it is anymore, <laughs> Yeah. is just replayed. Yeah. That's kind of leash. I've never seen them walk. They're always just like prone. <laughs> I tried it with my cat. She was not happy. No, they, they seem... That's the antithesis of, a, of what a cat is, I thought. Yeah. Cats... I saw someone that, like, cats basically think that... Like, your cat thinks that you and her are equal. Yeah. Whereas dogs understand the hierarchy. Yeah. Like dogs your cat, need the hierarchy. They won't respect you if you don't right. use it. Where's your cat? like, don't care. <laughs> right. No matter what. Your cat thinks you're a big, dumb cat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And she has to show you big, what Big, dumb, the... hairless cat. <laughs> right. Sitting. What are you sitting in that chair for, stupid? Yeah. yeah. I'm always right. That's the lesson of every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking narcissist. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, your favorite mooncaster. Oh. What's funny is that's all, like, that was my impression. Well, that's my impression with everybody who doesn't know me, but mm. has an impression of me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feed into it by being a certain way with people, just so yeah. the people that they know <laughs> have this weird impression of me. It makes me laugh. It makes me want to be an actor. Well, it kind of, yeah, totally. Just be Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. It kind of... It kind of teaches them a lesson for being an, an objectifier. Yeah, pretty much. They do rage against that machine. I guess that's it. That is the machine. It's wild when some some set of ideas comes at you and it just helps the discussion, like the internal discussion. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because I remember seeing some shit like there's like all these subreddits for people that were raised by narcissists, but right. like, I just didn't care because it was basically people just doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mental health stuff is crazy. I remember, I think I talked to you about it after you had made Driftwood to look into the, like, what the experience of being around schizophrenia is actually like. Right. Because there's just, there's rich stuff to be found there. Huh. Nothing, nothing fucks people up more than somebody around them who has an opposite view of the world. Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.